welcome back to Frown Town. Frown Town. Yeah. Okay, so we got to, before we start, I have to say this. Uh, in a previous episode, I made a statement that was untrue, and we're now going to introduce a little segment we like to call Jay Fucked Up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we're, oh, do I don't get, we can't just do one that's like, we fucked up? Because, like, it is our I don't, podcast. I, don't wanna, I let you say that. I don't want to take you. You said that, and I didn't I don't want to take you, you down with me. Uh, it's, <laughs> this is my fuck up, and I'm going to own it. All right. Well, I can't wait to get a, my own fuck up Okay, segment. well, yeah, good point. Okay, how about we fucked up, but this time... It's we fucked up normally, uh, but this time it's solely Jay fucked up. Uh, so here's, here's the deal. I said I believe uh, that no president, uh, no Republican president had won the popular vote since Reagan. Um, I was really off. Uh, George W. Bush won the popular vote in 2004. George H.W. Bush won the popular vote against Michael Dukakis in 1992. I also need to give a shout out to Stephanie from Mocha Minutes, who corrected me via group chat and did it in such a way where uh, I was very arrogantly saying, like, uh, I fucking read. And then Stephanie was like, okay, but what about this and this? And then I was like, fuck, I don't read enough. And so thank you, Stephanie, for the correction. Uh, yeah, thanks, Stephanie. And now that I have been corrected and the podcast has been corrected, uh, we can proceed. Um, so this is dropping V. By the way, this is, this, I guess you know this is Frown Town. I'm Jay. And I'm V. Yeah, What's we should up? do introductions. Uh, that's also so back to another episode of Jay Fucked Up. Um, I'm the producer of the show, and I'm the reason we don't do. <laughs> I'm also the reason we you don't do intros. You could edit it um, out. <laughs> I, I could. I very easily could edit all of this out. I will not. Um, <laughs> but no. Uh, so this is dropping on election day, November third. So don't even say it. This is yeah. It's this. You might be anxious oh my today God. and if you are anxious today <laughs> kudos to your privilege i want, I want your drugs <laughs> i want your privilege that's what i want i, w- I want the privilege of well, knowing yeah. that i'm gonna be good no matter what i want that so bad <laughs> oh my god like i would would you would you be white though if someone was like press this button and you can be um, white so i have a joke about this and i'm trying not to tell it <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be like, I've, so I had, the, I had, a, had the opportunity. I was, uh, I was a teacher in Korea, and uh, I was. And they were like, "Okay, check this box. If you want this one, we'll bleach you." <laughs> They're like, "We'll give you the Michael Jackson." Um, no, I had, I was, I was, I was the black team, and then uh, something came up, and they're like, "Oh, well, we didn't know you didn't want to be team black." And then I had the thought of like, "What if I could just change to white?" And I'm proud to say that I think I would stay black. I would stay black. It's, is okay. it worth the oppression? no i don't want I, the oppression is bad and being black is awesome is being black worth more than the oppression is what i'm trying to say i i feel oh. like it's i love being black though and i think i wouldn't want to be white you would need to change your hairstyle no white people rock dreads all the time it's <laughs> it's it's in fact i would be living in the correct place for that um but it it would be I think the the reason I don't want to be white is I don't want to contend with uh like I already have had, did my dealing with the history of America as a black person. I don't want to switch to white <laughs> and then deal with that again and be like, oh no, I'm the evil one. I don't want to have that conversation with myself. Uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, you're a man. You can still have that conversation oh, with fuck, yourself, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh no! Uh, so Woo, we all get. Welcome to back heaven. to Jay Fucked Up. So just recently, I said <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a segment that we will never do away with. Um, but no, so it's this this is a day that a lot of people are feeling some trepidation. There's a lot of stuff happening already. Uh, we are not recording this on election day, clearly. Um, no. Because why would we do that? Why well, would we're going to we record that? something on election day, though. I don't know why I'm talking shit like we're not going to do it. That's that's yeah. right. But, you know, it's it's not on election Correct. day. It is not election day yet. But we are four oh, days away. Close. We're four oh. days away from election day. This is going to drop on election day. And we don't want to make your day more stressful. We already dropped a, a fucking vote episode Literally entitled "Fucking we Vote." We did. Uh, so we did. If you want to hear, I would like to say. Oh, I would like to say, as you know, as part of this podcast, I say "fucking vote," but also recognize that there are a lot of people out there who can't vote. So stop vote shaming people who can't vote. And then there's a lot of people who do have legitimate reasons for not yep. voting. There's a lot of indigenous uh, arguments that I've seen for uh, not voting, and that has to do with sort of indigenous sovereignty and the. Ability Ability to govern yourselves instead of being governed by uh, non-consensually Correct. by the government. So that's also a valid argument. Yeah. So I, you know, as we've said before, I think Jay, you said it, your right to vote is also your right not to vote. So I'm like, I, I did vote, but I also posted a picture of uh, a skeleton in a t-shirt that says vote. Which I loved. Which I did. Did you like it though? I feel like I did. I'm pretty sure I liked and retweeted it. I feel like people didn't know how to take it. I feel like some people were like, "Oh, what is like V like all about vote like voting all of a sudden?" And I am. I'm just all about down ballot voting because at the end of the day, uh, national politics is trash. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why we should stop talking about that. And just right. get into our. So subject. if you're looking for a hot voting content, just. The hottest of voting content. You can check out our previous. Go to OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of hot voting content. There's actually there's a that lot of um, no. That's true. That's true. There's a um. There's some people on OnlyFans who will give you if you if you send them um, proof that you voted, they'll give you like free I, news. I was and trying stuff. to promote our podcast, but I mean we can promote OnlyFans as well. I don't have anybody in in mind you know, specifically. I'm just saying you should buy your porn. Weird side note, uh, but as an, I thought about this the other day. <laughs> Because uh, I have, well, just because you mentioned OnlyFans, this was something I thought the other day. Uh, like, there's so many women with OnlyFans accounts now that the next generation is going to have a different view of that form of sex work. I sure hope they so. They should, because all of them will have, uh, part- like, not all, but a lot of them will have participated in it. And I think at this point, like, especially if you're Gen Z or, like, the latter half of, of our generation uh, with the millennials, you know someone who has an OnlyFans or who, who has who has done that specific type of sex work. Like, I, I have multiple fans. Not fans, sorry. Friends. Friends. <laughs> I have multiple friends who have an OnlyFans. That's, that's just a mistake on my part because words are hard. <laughs> but I feel like that's, that's going to be – I'm curious to see what the generational change is because, you know, it's not – uh, it, it's not you can't keep tying the stigma to it of like well you just walk in the streets you can't I, I feel like the the stigma that comes with that despite the fact that that's I unfair, also don't think that we should have a stigma against people I don't who think are so either walking and, the and, streets. and despite that's un, the fact that's unfair I feel like you can't keep tying that stigma because it's evolved into something that and the understanding of it has evolved as well i hope now there is something there is something speaking on that there is something that it, uh, i've heard of called uh, the horror 
So it is a system in place uh, amongst sex workers where certain sex workers will look down on other sex workers for their work. Okay, yeah. And it's it's nonsensical. And I mean, in a lot of ways, uh, people who work on the street are kind of at the bottom of that rung as far as the respectability politics Mm -hmm. go. Uh, but then you also have things where, like, uh, porn stars look down on escorts because escorts meet up with cl- you know, clients who aren't other performers. And then escorts will look down on porn performers because porn people put their face on the internet. And, like, it's a whole, uh, it's a whole magical world. Um, wow. No, that's, wow. <laughs> so that's something that even happens. So I think it's really important. This is more complex than you I know? think it is, is what I'm learning. Yeah. It's something that's really important for, you know, if you, if you're supporting sex work, you, you support the OnlyFans people, but also you got to support everybody mm-hmm. who's across that spectrum, especially if you're another sex worker. If you're on OnlyFans and you don't want to work in person, if you're on OnlyFans and you see a girl walking down Aurora, don't look at her askance, you know, don't, don't look at her and be like, oh shit, drive up to her and be like, hey, what do you need? You know, if you don't, if you don't think that that's a good thing for that woman to be doing, mm-hmm. give her money. Agreed. Drive up to her and be like, hey, here's 20 bucks. I hope you have a good day. You know, go get yourself some lunch, you know, like just give people money. Yep. If you don't like what they have to do to get that money, give them money. Agreed. No, I, I agree. <laughs> and I, I, I think it's, it's. I, I, I guess maybe the the bigger thought here is is hopefully our mindset towards sex work in general changes that where we do actually view it as being a job and not yes. just like it's work it's not because uh, and I think it's because we have such a, a, a shameful uh, or I guess a shame filled thought process around sex and it's mm-hmm. anyway I so that thank you for the though I will I, thank you for that I, yeah. I do think, I do think though that people, <laughs> after, after this period with all the people that are signing up for, from, for OnlyFans, mm-hmm. a lot of people are realizing, like, for real, like, personally, that it's work. <laughs> <laughs> because I see a lot, I see people and they're like, wow, this is a lot of work. I have to put in, you know, daily effort and I'm only making, you know, enough for my car payment. <laughs> yeah. Like, imagine that. Um, <laughs> like, it, it's like, it's almost like, if a celebrity gets on OnlyFans and starts selling their content, they're automatically going to make more because they have more followers already. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that's that's a very valid point. Uh, so actually, thank you. So uh, on this episode of Jay Fucked Up, uh, recently I was had this thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, this, is, this is an episode of Jay learns the, the complexities uh, of the things that he already believes. Jay, uh, Jay, Jay is an idiot is what Jay learns. Uh <laughs> And honestly, I feel like I need to keep being reminded that I'm an idiot just every so often. Oh, same. I, I need to, cause there's, there's so much complexity, I think, to things in the world that there are a lot of things I think of as being like a given. Like, for instance, uh, I don't think that, uh, Bigfoot exists. I, I think it's just something that people made up. And because honestly, the reason I think it doesn't exist, or, or I, I guess I'll refer to it as an it, cause I don't want to gender it. But I also feel weird referring well, to it as an you, it. Well, then you would say that. I'm sorry. I feel, that's what I'm saying. I feel, I feel weird <laughs> referring to it as an it. But it's Bigfoot an animal? Like, okay, so let's go for they. Correct. Uh, so the, <laughs> the reason I tend to believe that that Bigfoot does not exist is because I think uh, it is is impossible for uh, a creature to remain unscathed in the North American continent by white people. <laughs> every other every other creature on this continent, uh, human and animal alike, have. Uh, just been ravaged by white people and i just i find it hard to believe 
because because I feel like if Bigfoot exists, then they are also part of of another subset of of animals or human or humanoid animals. I don't know what is classified as, uh, but like white people would have already just like f- fucking ruined their their habitat is gone. There's no real habitat anymore for anything. Yeah, uh, and I just I just don't know how like. You know, unless Bigfoot is, is just an amazing uh, master of disguise where he's just walking around like in Harry and the Hendersons. He just got like on a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> and he blends in. But recently we had a conversation. Uh, and actually, if you can't guess, that was my f- seamless segue into today's topic. It was pretty seamless. Um, it was pretty I'm, great. I'm, I'm, it was I'm proud pretty of great. It. it started off with Jay fucks up a lot. And then it went to Jay's going to fuck up a little bit more. Um but I, I know that you have done uh, a good deal of research into the existence of, of can we can we call them Sasquatch? I've done some, uh, and I do think it was funny because, it, you know, we talked about this episode and Jay was like, is it going to be offensive if I call this Bigfoot? Should I call it? Like, <laughs> I still don't know because you didn't answer. <laughs> you sound like you were asking me about like my pronouns or something. It well, was no, I, so hilarious. The thing is that I know that you have done more research than me. And so I don't know if Bigfoot is referring to one specific like uh, Sasquatch or if it's referring to all Sasquatches. I don't know. If, and like I said, I, I also don't trust words from before a certain time period. And I, sure. Bigfoot just sounds like a like a slur. Like, oh, like I honestly, it, it's it it feels like it would be connected <laughs> to some slur. It was like, oh, all the people from this land have big feet, and we call them Bigfoot. And I'd be like, no. <laughs> I mean, so Bigfoot. I, a lot of uh, a lot of people who are in this uh vein of research do prefer to call them sasquatch there's a lot of but bigfoot is also i mean if you go out the the cool thing about the northwest is it's 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 you know it's bigfoot territory it's sasquatch territory so if you go out camping you're invariably going to run into a statue Mm -hmm. of sasquatch we've got sasquatch brand weed correct we've got just little you'll find little trinkets of sasquatch and because a lot of people have had experiences now i'll say this I am not in one camp or the other on whether or not Sasquatch exists. Okay. What I what I believe is that there is a possibility mm-hmm. that Sasquatch exists. Oh, that's fair. Um, okay, so I, it, it, you know, it's similar. Similarly, with you know, well, I guess extraterrestrials. That's a bit wider. Like, I'm oh, very certain exist. that there's there's definitely something else, but out there. But like, I don't think that it's. I think there's a lot of things like the same way that like other animals who like like insects and bugs like they have their enti- they have an entirely different way of communicating with each mm-hmm. other and you know I don't want to say that they're lower than us just because they're smaller because I know what you mean I mean though. insects are more prolific than us and they will eat us when we die and while we're alive yeah no I, but I know <laughs> what you mean like we don't understand how to properly communicate with insects because they have a different channel of communication and we exactly. don't we're not equipped to communicate that way so we can't it's difficult for us to understand chirps because we can't make them and we don't have the same uh, sound processing equipment. Wow, that's a weird way to put that, but we don't have that. We're also not, um, we're not sort of, although I do, uh, I'd like to say that we are not uh, a swarm type of species. You know, we're uh, kind of an individualistic (laughs) type of species. Well, we can't, we can't be, but like, in the terms of, um, you know, we don't have the same, like, uh, ants have these pheromone trails that they'll leave places. Yeah. 
But then, but then again, then I think about my belief in human consciousness, and I'm like, oh, maybe we just forgot that we're a swarm. Well, I, I would argue that, that's almost <laughs> cultural because there are some specific cultures that are uh, a bit more collectivist than than American culture. So, like, you know, when, once you start walking towards like uh, like Chinese, Korean, uh, Japanese, uh, they're very much geared around uh, the community over the individual. And I think it's, sure. it's, and actually I read this the other day. It was an article that made a really good point, uh, that in America, we're really, uh, instinctively, we're not instinctively, really geared on having freedom of. So freedom to go do things. We are free to like, like freedom from masks where we can free to take off masks. But right. for a lot of societies, they're more about freedom from things. So like, instead of being free to not wear a mask, it's freedom from infection for the entire community. Ooh, which one do I prefer? Hmm. Me saying, well, I'm sitting in fucking quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, how is that going? Oh, well, I'll say this. The best part about my bedroom is that it it shares a a wall with the living Mm -hmm. room where my roommate spends time. And it's a glass door. Ah. So periodically, I can just throw myself against it and say, I'm in quarantine. <laughs> and she, she loves that. So it's like you're in a terrarium. She loves it. It de- yeah, it, de- it definitely doesn't disturb her work at all. <laughs> no, it sounds like that would be uh, an exciting time for everyone. But I, I think it's, it's, it's one of those things where when we talk about like having, uh, like freedom from specific things or freedom, uh, of things, Americans are more geared for freedom up for the individual so i'm free to not wear a mask i'm free to own slaves whereas uh many of the the needed freedoms for other places are freedoms uh to not be enslaved freedom to not be infected by a pandemic yeah and and there's there's a bit of a dichotomy there because uh one of those has to give you can't you can't have both right oh man we said we weren't going to talk about the election (laughs) but but, but I will say, I was thinking about this. I was like, well, you know, but human beings, we're not like communicating via pheromone trails like these, these ants are. But then I realized like, uh, isn't, isn't the news just a pheromone trail for humans, man? <laughs> you know, I think pheromones <laughs> play a bigger part. We're just squirting the news out of our little asses all over the ground for anyone to follow and see, man. I thought like you don't have as much instinctual pull towards pheromones, but I would, like, there are things that we do that are primitive. I don't know. Have you ever smelled an armpit? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There's things that we do that are primitive. There, there's like, there's this whole thing that I remember watching. This has nothing to do with Sasquatch, and we're going to get back on track at some point. <laughs> but uh, there is this thing I remember watching where uh, women actually were turned on by the scent of uh, towels from the gym that men had like wiped off with because we do secrete pheromones. We, we don't drag a trail for someone to follow, but we do secrete pheromones to an extent. And we are we, we are not consciously aware of that, but we are subconsciously drawn to that. As, why, As somebody who's going through puberty for the second time, mm-hmm. I can say I am acutely aware of it. Yeah. And, and I think that's what I'm I feel like there's there is a solid chance that while again we just don't communicate the way that uh, insects do, it doesn't mean that we aren't capable of swarming. Sure. Question mark. But that's that's this is this is a this is just one long weird aside. Uh, and it's not an aside though because it actually has a lot to do with uh sasquatch and the theories around sasquatch so there's two first i just want to say this there uh my knowledge of sasquatch is about 
uh, you know, I'm an amateur Sasquatch researcher. So okay. I sort of, I've always been interested in uh, cryptology, which if you're not familiar with cryptology, uh, it's the study of animals that haven't yet been classified by science. Okay. So I, uh, I've always been interested in this. And then I had, I had a person in my life who basically, uh, he, he was older. He wanted somebody young and fun mm-hmm. to learn about Sasquatch with him. Aww. Uh, so yeah, That's, I basically got paid. I am young and fun. Yes, I am. I'm definitely 27 years old. I- <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, for what it's worth, because I'm older than you, you'll always be young and fun to me. <laughs> so yes. You, you never will not be young and fun to me. That's, that's, that's the beauty of time. Um, so, yeah, I basically, I uh, went on these uh, Sasquatch hunting trips. Okay. And, and I shouldn't say hunting. I should say Expeditions. researching. Yeah. Expeditions. Research expedition. Because- there's there's a lot of different types of people who uh, Sasquatch has been seen. Wait, do people want to kill Sasquatch? Oh, dude, there's a there's a whole bunch of people who want to kill Sasquatch. What? So why? Yeah, there's there's Sasquatch are generally considered to be a North American phenomenon, but there are ape like creatures in uh, all sorts of parts of the world. Okay. Um, so if you look, I have these. Uh, my friend gave me these. Uh, Sasquatch field guides, which you can see. Yeah. You can see. They're just like a regular field guide that you would, that you would find, you know, for any type of animal, you know, non-cryptozoological animal. And they have, um, there's, but there's one of these in here and it has the different, this is a, oh, this is, this is a Sasquatch and Yeti and other wild men of the world. A field guide to relict hominoids. By Jeff Meldrum. So this has uh, the different kinds um, of. So there's the like the Yeti. Yeah. So is that's the Himalayas. The, the Himalayas is the Arctic? Yeti. So yeah, the, it's going to be cold there. Um, there's a lot. Uh, so uh-huh. Jeff Meldrum, um, and this is a, a lot of that. He's more the scientific end of Bigfoot researchers. So there's okay. there's the scientifically minded Bigfoot researchers and Sasquatch researchers who want to legitimize Sasquatch as a either a, a legitimate uh, animal or as a humanoid. And so they are going right. at it from the point of view of strict uh, scientific research. Okay. Then there's, uh, I mean, and there's, this is the spectrum. Uh, so <laughs> on the other end of the spectrum are, <laughs> is the more woo side of Sasquatch where people believe that, for example, Sasquatch is an interdimensional being who can flick in and out of dimensions in existence. Okay, see that—that's the Sasquatch <laughs> part. I think I have the hardest time believing in. Yeah, either an interdimensional being or um, some kind of ancient relic or a ghost, maybe. Okay, okay. So for sure. some reason, ghost isn't so, as yeah, shocking. Yeah, so they think that maybe <laughs> Sasquatch is uh, from you know we used to have Neanderthals. Uh, there's the European wild man. They talk about um, you know primates who live in the woods. They're all over the place. So maybe they're Neanderthals. That's one of the things that they think. Or uh, there's also the Yeti and the Himalayas. uh, And then there's the Sumatran wild man. So that's uh, Southeast Asia. And these are like apparently small bipedal hominids that look like, you know, they're Mm -hmm. like short orange men. (laughs) Short and orange. And then uh, there is in Indonesia uh, on the island of Flores, there's Homo 
flora census referred to as the okay. hobbit um so the natives described a short oh, okay, uh, okay. hair covered wild man much like the orange pendek which is the sumatran wild man and so it would be mm-hmm. around like three to four feet in height so very different than like our traditional our traditional thought of thought sasquatch, of sasquatch. So, but there are these instances of ape like of more man man like human like ape creatures in the wild and some people mm-hmm. also you know refer to it you know you've heard of the missing link right which i used to think was a kind of right. cat <laughs> <laughs> Wait, because why there's a cat? a cat called a lynx and I always thought uh, when people would say okay, it's okay, okay. the missing links, I would I thought because I was like a nerdy <laughs> kid and I always read books about animals, and so I knew about the links. And then also my uh, stepdad had a lynx wall hanging, not because our family was rich or because he hunted, but because he did an electrical job at this place called Bugaboo Creek, which is like an off-brand mm-hmm. outback steakhouse. So for a while, the longest time, our entire house was decorated in like. Animal heads and <laughs> cowhide. Oh no! <laughs> uh, stools that had like bark on the outside of the legs. That's actually a real. Yeah, aesthetic. it was really That's... it was weird with the man cave aesthetic meets the uh, southwestern Floridian aesthetic that my mom was going for. Uh, but you you could say it was oh. a real mashup. So. <laughs> So, yeah, speaking of mashups, uh, a lot of people, they, they think that, um, you know, this could be, so there's also an idea. There, there are actually, uh, accounts from back in the, uh, 1800s from native people. There was a Sasquatch war. And okay. The- I didn't know about any of this. Was this, was the war between, uh, Sasquatch, Sasquatch? How, um, what's the plural of Sasquatch? Sasquatch? I believe it would. Sasquatchi? I believe it would be Sasquatches. Um, it's like a tr- like Sasquatch versus Sasquatch war, not like a war over a Sasquatch, because those are two <laughs> different things. Like I, I found a Sasquatch. Like if I found a Sasquatch and me and all of my friends fought against you and all your friends for control of the Sasquatch, that could still be a Sasquatch sure, war. Sure, sure. So there's a few. There's actually a few Sasquatch battles. So there's one. That took place uh, apparently in 1924, which was actually okay. a group of people in the uh, at Mount St. Helens. <gasps> yeah, so uh, the go- there's a gorge uh, in Mount St. Helens called Ape Canyon, and that's because in 1924, a group of gold prospectors they like basically they yeah <laughs> so you're imagining like uh, just a group of what a bearded like white bearded yeah men Pick with axe. pickaxes <laughs> so they they, they came out ah. of the the woods and they're like ah there's apes in them there hills and <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> but i do i do want to say that i i did see footage from like a modern gold prospector who lives in alaska he's like one of the last mm-hmm. gold pro- prospectors left and he does look and talk exactly like that <laughs> Keep the tradition yeah. alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, so these people came stumbling out of the woods and they had, they, uh, they were all beat up and they said that they had had a battle with these ape men. And. Okay. Yeah. Ape men. It, yeah. So they were upright. They were standing upright and okay. they attacked them. Uh, so. So did they kill any of what they fought? I have a, I have a, a weird theory here about what they battled. And can I interject what I think it was? Uh, yes. 
Well, may- maybe let me okay. hear more first because this may sound stupid after I hear more. So let me hear more first, and then I want to interject what I think happened. Okay. So, so let me hear they more. described the the things that uh, came on them as gorilla men. Okay. And there was there was several. <laughs> oh no, you're going with this. They're covered with <laughs> long black headed. hair. Their ears are about four inches long and stick straight up. They have four toes, short and stubby. I don't know why you're looking at the toes um, of these. Maybe they're just yeah, tracking. Um, that might have been the witnesses like the, yeah. estimated that each animal weighed about four hundred pounds. Um, so when they saw, they, they, they were taken aback. They saw him. One of the guys filed, fired his rifle and struck the, uh, struck it three times and the animal, wa- uh, went off a cliff, basically. Like ran and, yeah. Ran so off they the cliff. did this and then that night they got awakened by, um, a bunch of stones, like, being thrown at their cabin and then a bunch yeah. of like people like uh bodies body slamming their cabin and so the all okay. of these uh according to them ape men uh were body slamming and throwing rocks at their cabin and basically chased them out of the woods and they had guns right they had guns because they shot that first one but apparently yeah, they had 1920s guns though they thought that that's not a huge protection those guns were shitty like really 1920s guns were not good. yeah apparently they uh there there is an amateur sketch <laughs> <laughs> you know i want to see I, it <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna put this i'm gonna put this in the google keep real quick so you can see it okay i do really uh, want to see think it I I should I should have put this in more recently, but you know we've we've been we've been uh what's it brain dead for the last yeah that's accurate yeah so it's been uh getting these episodes together I just want to say friends like uh doing a podcast while uh you know you are in a pandemic it seems theoretically like it would be really easy because you don't have anything else to do but then you remember you still have to work. Yeah, <laughs> you still have a lot of survival things. Yeah, to do. you still have to figure out where you're getting money from and figure out how you're going to oh get God. groceries. And um, okay, let's see. Boo to groceries. So while you're yeah. looking for it, I'm going to give what I th- what some of my let, theory. Let, of let's what hear I think your theory. So uh, the story itself is is getting a little wild. So I, it may debunk some of my theory, but I truly think they ran into uh, essentially a group of uh, freed slaves who were just. Rome in the wilderness uh, didn't have anywhere to go. Uh, so it's just black people. They were at one point, obviously this is past enslavement, but uh, they, they just, they're just living out in communes and they ran across, you know, they're just walking, living their lives. And they came up upon these people who shot them. And then, so then they went and got all the weapons they could, uh, which would be in this case, rocks, logs, you know, and then they attacked them. Uh, but that theory debunks real quick, uh, because, like, okay, so it's not because of the 400 pounds, uh, that theory debunks real quick just because, um, no one is, they don't have any bodies. Right. And I don't, and that, and I don't believe that a group of prospectors who I am assuming are white, uh, from the 1920s would see black people as a commune and then not go back into those woods and just clean them out. That was a real thing that was sure. happening pretty much all of America's history. So I do like, like my mind initially was like, all right, so it couldn't have just been, uh, you know, just your normal black folk. But then I was like, all right, what if it's just uh, black people who are purposely dressing up as uh, like uh, denizens of the forest to be left alone and they are using uh, superstition and the fact that like people are terrified 
of things that they don't quite understand to their benefit. And the fact that like, you know, uh, the description of most black people is gorilla. What if they're just like leaning into that and been like, if we pretend to be gorillas, you'll leave our commune alone. But that theory also doesn't work. That, that's what I initially thought. I'm glad, <laughs> I, that I had you, uh, I'm glad that you said the rest of that story because a lot of that story doesn't, doesn't jive up with my, my theory, but that is interesting. So did they kill any so, of uh, them? Uh, apparently did anyone die? I guess on either side, apparently the, there was the one, who they they shot and killed and fell off a cliff and uh-huh. but none of the prospectors died. Okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, damn. That's. <laughs> but okay. No, that makes sense. So you have uh you put in in the keep. Uh, let's see. Is it in that same? Oh yep. yeah, there it is. This is your rough sketch. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. Uh... So here's here's what I will say about what I'm seeing here. Uh, definitely humanoid. Uh, lots yeah. of hair. And there seems to be two, three, four, five. There seems to be five toes, if I'm counting correctly. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like they have five toes. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Five fingers. Are, are there supposed to be opposable thumbs? Or is this just like, like <laughs> do they, did they have opposable thumbs? Because the sketch does not. You can see uh, four fingers on one hand, and then there's a five-fingered hand, but it's it's more of a paw. Interesting. See what yeah. I'm on that? I guess it would be the right hand, but it's like one, two, three, four. It yeah, kind of looks like, I'm just going to say this as somebody who went to art school, most artists don't know how to draw hands. Right, right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It could just be an artist thing. And, and that's kind of supported by the fact that it has like... I guess they didn't have erasers because like they have like a larger shoulder than X'd out with like more round shoulders because <laughs> it looks like angel wings in the background. But I realized that's just where they started and they're like, nope, this isn't right. And then they, they, they rounded it out with the neck. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't, maybe my theory of black people in the woods I'm holes. Ju- hold on. Uh... Like just like not even a hairy black, just a black person in like a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um sorry i'm just trying to find this other piece of research you might have to cut this little bit of me um trying to find oh, no, you're fine no you're, you're, you're good I'm, I'm just gonna fill space with uh a description of what i'm looking uh, at right shit. now so for people who are we're gonna link this uh in the description because that's that's what we do uh but so he, here's what the photo looks like it, it is a human face somewhat um because it's got a lot of hair on it but it has a nose and eyes lips I will say that the features, uh, the nose and the mouth especially, I would I would put them. Uh, I don't want to say that something looks black or a negroid, but uh, since I'm not going to say it, but I did. <laughs> um, the thing I, I will point out is that I don't see ears included in this, and I I don't know if they're supposed to be on the side or if there's like a little pointy action happening. Uh, and then the rest of it is very much a human form, but with uh, the bit difference is a lot of hair. And I don't think there are any genitals uh, being displayed here. I don't know if it's because the artist is being modest or if it's just because, like, they didn't have genitals that were visible. Uh, well, that's... There should be... I mean, like, yeah, like, this this could be... uh, This could be a vagina situation. This could be uh, genitals someplace that we're not expecting them, though everything else is sort of someplace I would expect them. Uh, It it could be, you know, a very small, I'm afraid of what's happening right now, so my dick has shrunk up in itself. It could be that situation. There's a lot that have happened with this i don't know why i'm speculating on the genitals of uh a sasquatch i don't know why i got very fixated on that but that's what i'm saying that's what i that's how i describe the photo so it's and outside of the hands thing which i think to your point is just like an art issue yeah i think it could be a modesty issue okay so we're gonna go to break and uh when we get back we'll talk more about sasquatch sasquatch is sasquatch (laughs) sasquatch sassies we call them sassies Talk more about sasses. 
<laughs> We're going to break. <laughs> Okay, we're back from break. Uh, so we have been talking about sats, sasquatches. Sasses. I, sasquatches. Sasses sounds better. We've been talking about sasses. I love sasses. it. It's so cute. Um, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I, I want it to be the plural. So let's make it the plural. I want to talk about sasses. So you have some more information about sasses. And the funny thing is that when we first talked about this, and I guess it's not really funny, but the, when we first talked about this, you mentioned the fact that Sasquatch uh, has laws that are designed to well, protect it. Yeah, so here's the thing. So I was talking to my therapist about this podcast. <laughs> Wait, about yeah. the podcast? I, I talk to everybody is, about is it the like podcast. A- but, oh, okay, okay. I thought this was like, I had to talk to my therapist <laughs> about this podcast. I'm like, wait, no. No, I talk to, to my thing. therapist about good things, too. I'm, you know, okay, I talk awesome. to my therapist about how things are going. And I was like, yeah, I have this really awesome podcast. And that's really good for my mental health. Because it's important to talk to your therapist about, you know, what's going on that's good, too. That's true. That's and just true. talk to talking to yourself about what you like that's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I mentioned... Uh, I mentioned that I was doing a podcast specifically about laws and whenever I do that mm-hmm. and I mentioned silly billies and when, when and I love mentioning silly billies because whenever I do that and I guess this is kind of a silly billy uh within within the larger <laughs> podcast because when I said that my therapist was like oh my god did you know that in Washington state it's illegal to kill a sasquatch and I was like what yeah what yeah. you said because there are people, it, it seems to be that, um, there's, there's, there's just like there are two camps of Sasquatch people who want to, uh, who think that Sasquatch is a real solid thing and Sasquatch is an interdimensional mm-hmm. being. There's also two camps of people who want to find Sasquatch so that they can record and document and preserve Sasquatch. Yeah, oh. that's great. And then there's a lot of other people yeah. who, want to find Sasquatch so they can murder Sasquatch and put its head on their wall. Also, I feel like there's probably like some aphrodisiac people in those that group where it's like, I bet if we eat it, we get some special powers. Oh, uh, I'm sure. I guess aphrodisiac in itself isn't a power, but like, like there's some magical and power you, beliefs You won't in that. be surprised to, uh, to know that most of the preserving people are in the Northwest and a lot of the killing the Sasquatch yeah. people are in uh, the South. <laughs> yeah, we, we kill stuff in the south. It's no, I get it. Like it's like I'm gonna go get me a Bigfoot. No, I'm that's a uh, that's a derogatory stereotype. But is it though? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Twenty nine years in Alabama tells me that. No, there there is like so. And and for full, I guess some full disclosure. My my grandfather was a hunter, uh, and there was not. You a, gotta hunt to eat. You, you gotta too, hunt to eat. No, he wasn't uh, that type of hunter. My grandfather, my grandfather, uh, famously was an incredible shot. Uh, he, he was, he, he learned, learned how to shoot from the army. Uh, and at 18 years old, he was famous, famously able to basically take a rifle and beat down on a bird, however far away. And if the rifle would reach it, he could hit wow. it. one shot. He was like really good at that. And even like as he got older, he hunted until he was in his, uh, eight, like till he was like 88 or 89 and his eyesight started to go and so then he kind of had to well, stop. Well, yeah, I really don't want somebody I don't want a blind yeah, man shooting, shooting when they can't see. The- <laughs> Correct. <laughs> That's generally when you should stop shooting guns. Uh, but up until that point, he again was just a, a, a fantastic shot and so he he hunted primarily. He would, he would eat it occasionally and, and he 
you know, when he, when my parents were younger, uh, and I guess in this case, my mom, because this is my mother's grandma, my, grand, my mother's father, when my mother and all of her siblings were younger, a lot of his hunting and fishing was done to like feed his family. So he really was trying to feed his family initially. But then after everyone got older, he started really getting into sport hunting. And so he was, he had a, like a lot of deer heads. He would like be like, this is my 10 point and this is my other 10 point. And then I got another one that's mounted. So he was just, kind of doing that he, he was really just hunting for sport he didn't sure. eat the meat uh and, and so you think your grandfather would have shot a sasquatch my grandfather would have <laughs> shot a sasquatch, uh, and then would have bragged about the shot and be like oh i got him right between the eyes i just i didn't even have to i just drew down on him and popped him that's all it took uh and my grandfather would have bragged about shooting anything there, there was a time i remember and this is a sidetrack story and I, I realize i do this all the time but there was a point i remember when uh my i was staying at my grandparents house and i was sleeping on the couch uh, because I couldn't fit in any of the beds because they were all made in the <laughs> 1940s. <laughs> and and uh, I, I, my grandfather uh, had a gun in every couch. Literally, if you were under in, sitting in on any cushion in the couch, under the cushions <laughs> in the couch. So if you were sitting on the couch under, uh, except for the middle cushion, it didn't have one. But the side cushions, both the side cushions had guns underneath them. Every chair had a gun in the cushion underneath it. And I still remember this. I was sleeping on the couch and then there was a knock at the door. And within like 13 seconds, my grandfather had like a pistol and was like pointing at the door and was like walking <laughs> up to the door. And it was weird to see, like I, I wake up and I just see my grandfather in his underwear with a gun out. And it was like, what is happening? But long story short, my grandfather would happily shoot anything is what I'm here to say. I love my grandfather. And that, that was a, a energy of his that I wish I, I could keep with me, but I'm a terrible shot. <laughs> I shouldn't be trusted to shoot anything. I mean... <laughs> I I respect that though. I respect that as like a. I respect a. I'll shoot it if well, it's energy. Well, I respect. I respect I, it's, that. It's from, energy. I guess I'll say I'll rephrase it. I respect that from an old black man who <laughs> who's probably <laughs> yeah, lived. That was an energy. Who's probably had to fight off some motherfuckers and yep, did was was uh in Tuskegee. Oh shit. Is, 20 miles outside of Selma. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I Montgomery. understand why he had a gun in every... Uh... During during the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, yeah. 90s. Maybe around the 2000s, it was probably like a He was like just always ready to defend himself and his family. And uh, I respect that. Yeah, that's an energy. I, again, energy that I wish I had. I'm a terrible shot. Uh, I am more likely to kill someone I know <laughs> on accident than I am to actually kill this someone attacking me. This is why we need me, to which find... Is... I, I don't know if there are any black owned gun ranges oh there are well no there's oh black owned. okay <laughs> oh there are gun ranges and i know black gun clubs and we've we've gone and shot and what it has the only thing that has improved is i understand gun safety uh, so much more <laughs> but actual factual i'm gonna draw down and shoot something i am a volume shooter <laughs> i am not here for accuracy I will fill everything with holes. <laughs> yeah, that is. I I will fill everything with holes. The prayers like, that you're that, behind that, me. That, that in scene in a movie where they're like taking the guns out of the bag and throwing the guns to the team. They're like Jay. Everybody looks at each other and goes shotgun. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just want to be behind me. You're that's just, that's you're, your best. You're tall. Bet. <laughs> you can get a good spray. <laughs> I can't be good at everything is what I think yeah. of it as. And that's, that's where it is. I, that's I've, the thing I've only I'm ever at. really shot with a, uh, with a, uh, a BB gun rifle, but I can hit a can from a very long mi- uh, while away. So I, I honestly, and again, this is a bunch of weird sides, but I think a lot of that has to do with just uh, the sheer, like my sides makes it difficult right, to right. shoot. 
I think being compact and, and I'm not I'm not calling you small. I'm very by any small. Means. I'm small. <laughs> Comparatively small. I think you're 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 a I'm normal and than, average I'm size. Less, I'm more than a foot shorter than you. Yeah, you really? I'm like five th- five three, five four on a good day. Oh yeah, yeah. You're like a foot and two <laughs> yeah. inches shorter than me. Um, okay, so yeah, I, I just think. I think the more compact you are, I believe the better, I believe, this is may not be true, but I think the more compact you are, the better chances you are at being a good shot. There's mm-hmm. just less to deal with and guns are, are difficult to main, to like, to manage when you have a lot of other body weight to sure, also deal sure. with. So my arms are just significantly heavier. Uh, it's, it's just because they're so much bigger. Do you also, do you also often not realize where your feet are going? Yeah. yeah I have, I have very big feet, <laughs> just large <laughs> nonsensically large feet like it's i have like like and it, it was a it was a bane for me in my my teenage years a bit of a boon in my 20s and now it's back to being a bane <laughs> in my 30s it's like <laughs> i have i have big feet for somebody my size um so okay. so i i recognize that but i also i'm very nimble i will like i, you are, I like actually. i feel like in in a fight You're i agile. will just climb your body and choke you out <laughs> I will, I will just climb agile. you like no, a squirrel. I... <laughs> well, first of all, we would never fight. That's the key. No, uh, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, I we, we would, But if you were fighting a Sasquatch, for example, I, I wouldn't fight one. But if you were fighting one, I wouldn't one, fight a would... Sasquatch. I would just want to. They actually did have recently find hairs. Oh. Um, they found some hairs in. Um, there were these weird nests out in the Pacific Northwest, like okay, and they weren't in a place where somebody would have made them. They were like giant, like ten feet wide, and That's they a, looked like wow. yeah. And they and they gave them. They're logging the area really soon, so they gave them five years to study these nests while they. Um, oh, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, so they that went out and studied these often. nests, and they found hair in the nest, and they sent it to uh, a lab and it came back as human hair so it could have just been contaminated from the researchers but then some people still believe that that's even further evidence that uh sasquatch is humanoid and here's the yeah. thing there, there are some very deep conspiracy theories with with why the government doesn't want you to know that sasquatch exists or why people don't want you to know that sasquatch exists before we dive there i just have one weird question sure so if hairs contain strands of dna yeah. And if they were able to determine that the hair was human, yeah. were they not able to pull enough DNA from it to get it a feel for the it, – because it would prove the human. Oh, like existence. a 23 and Me type of deal? Well, I mean, I'm not trying to find Sasquatch's cousins, but like – Enough but, to yeah break you know, it to, down to, and... to, to to see the because I know humanoid DNA and hu- human DNA should be very similar, but there should be some like this difference between, for example, like if this is a Neanderthal. And sure. you know, that would be still be humanoid. It would still be considered, you know, still, I would still consider a Sasquatch. But if, if it, you know, hum- I Nan- mean, Nan- our, it- we share 99% of our DNA with chimpanzees. Correct. And that's what I mean. That so that's 1%, the thing. It's that 1%. Could, could that be extrapolated from hair? I don't know. I don't know either. Okay. I don't know. So <laughs> there's also been a, recently they released an FBI file. This is like maybe a year, year and a half ago, something like that. And uh, uh, everybody got really excited because the FBI like did this dump of information. And one of it was uh, these declassified. Uh, some people had sent in uh, some hair to get tested uh, and it ended up being deer hair. Uh, but oh. it's a very fun report to read. <laughs> it's that a very fun like report awesome. to read because the people who are, they did treat it, you know, they're like, sure, we'll do it. Yeah. 
You know, I they're mean, very professional. They're, they're very professional. a bureau of investigation. It would be a shame if they did not investigate. Um. So yeah, one of the one of the uh theories is that uh if they classify Sasquatch as uh an endangered species, which it would be because there are so few of them. And I will say, you know, Jay, you're like, oh well, why hasn't anybody seen them? But like, we just recently have seen a, a giant squid. Yeah. You know. Um. And and and. and a, a living giant squid. We just there are recently got footage of, of insects and, and other animals that we, we discover are discovering. new things all the time. And yeah, I know so it's because it's big, but like also, listen, if it's shimmering in and out of a dimension, man, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If, if it can jump between dimensions, uh, or even if it, you know, again. There are things that we don't know, and I'm I'm willing to admit that. So yeah. I mean, that's might be a little bit hubris on my part, or just an uh, a a weird belief in white supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, man, you 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 think like you're like, oh man, I don't I don't believe that there's a thing that white people haven't affected, and I will say white people have affected Sasquatch because that's the reason they're saying they don't want you to know about it because. Oh. If we knew, if we uh, classify Sasquatch as an endangered species, then the loggers can't log anymore, and that's going to ruin the logging industry for the Northwest. Yeah. But then it goes deeper than that because then there are other people who believe that Sasquatch is actually so close to human that we would have to actually give Sasquatch rights to the land, which I, I we still haven't given a lot of Native people the rights to Correct. their land, so I don't think that would happen. But, but if the Neanderthal, idea is, yeah, right. Like if, yeah. if it's if if it is the quote unquote missing link. Notice the the emphasis on the K. Um, <laughs> if it is the missing link, then it would be kind of a Neanderthal, and it, I feel like it would have rights. And they would have to give it rights, and the government doesn't or like them, giving they. Yeah, the uh, government doesn't like yeah, to give uh, human people rights, and so Ever. the having especially just, not when money's involved. Yeah, exactly. Having a whole other uh, a whole other group of humanoids out there that we, they would have to give rights to, especially rights to this this very valuable land is not convenient for the government. So uh, I will say they did pass. So we'll, we'll read this law. And this is a real law. It's from uh, Skamania County, which I just think is the best name. Because if you know anybody who loves ska. <laughs> and it's spelled like Skamania. <laughs> it literally is spelled <laughs> S. Yeah, it's, it's literally S-K-A-M-A-N-I-A. So, you know... <laughs> For all my, oh my ska God. heads out there. 2003 must have been a great year for Skamania County. So <laughs> this law was passed in uh, 1969. Uh, uh, nice. Good year. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, so this is a, you could, is a real law that you can find. Uh, so here we go. Whereas there is evidence to indicate the possible existence in Skamania County of a nocturnal primate mammal variously de- various described as an ape-like creature or subspecies of Homo sapien. And whereas public publicity attendant upon such real or imagined sightings has resulted in an influx of scientific investigators as well as casual hunters many armed with lethal weapons and whereas the absence of specific laws covering the taking of specimens encourages laxity in the use of firearms and other other deadly devices and poses a clear and present threat to the safety and well-beings of persons living and traveling within the boundaries of Skamania County as well as the creatures themselves. Therefore, be it resolved that any premeditated, willful, and wanton slaying of any such creature shall be deemed a felony, punishable by a fine not to exceed $10,000 and or imprisonment in the county jail for a period not to exceed five years. 
Oh, that was a run on, long run on sentence. It was. Be it further resolved that the situation existing constitutes an emergency, and as such, this ordinance is effective immediately. So that came out in uh, 1969. 69. I don't know. If- 1969. I don't know if you're familiar, but in 1968, there was a video ca- that came out called the Patterson Gimlet. Uh, Patterson Gimlet? Patterson. I'm, I'm not familiar. So I am so, I'm like, oh yeah, I just know all this stuff. And this is why I call myself a uh, Pal- Patterson Gimlin film. Sorry. So there was a Patterson Gimlin film that came out and I'm sorry, 1967. Woo, V fucks up now that I get my own segment. It's okay. Uh, Patterson Gimlin film comes out in 1967. And if you have seen anything about Sasquatch or know anything about Sasquatch, even the tiniest, but you've probably seen this film, even if it was spoofed. And it's a very kind of grainy kind of 1960s, but, but like, you know, very like clearly an ape, a large ape-like creature walking in front of a camera. And it's one of the most famous films of Sasquatch to date. And back in the day, actually, this is a fun aside, is there was a huge debate about the the reality of this film. A lot of people thought it was just a fake film that somebody had dressed in, um, you know, an ape suit. But yeah. uh, other people argued that that ape suit in 1967, it wasn't possible. Even the best movies with the biggest budgets didn't have ape suits that were that realistic and they specifically cited and you can look up the patterson gimlin film yourself but they specifically cited how them titties swang nice (laughs) (laughs) so they said that there's no way to create because even even um breast implants at the time didn't you know these are some luscious titties on this they they didn't have that sort of swing to them and so there's no way that uh there's no way that she or they or however this however this they to quote identified the internet, them things are thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So are you looking at it right yeah. now? Yeah. yeah. That was great. But no, those them things are thinking. It's so, uh, those yeah. There's are, a lot of people titties. who are like, you can't swing those titties that way. And so this Skimania County is uh, it's right it's in southern Washington, located like right kind of to up or up into the uh, right of Portland. And uh, Jay can see me doing the L shape to figure out which is the left. Up and to the left of Portland is Skimania <laughs> County. So a lot of deep woods there. And so it it seems like after this video came out, they had two very hectic years of time. And I'm just saying this based on the ordinance. I, you know... <laughs> Yeah. In order for people to make a law, usually something has, you know, the a, laws a lot of times are made in response to something. And so they're not always made in response to what they're, they say they're made in response to. You know, like they have, for example, No Child Left Behind. That was supposed to be about getting kids educated. And it did the opposite. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so with this law, it just seems like Skamania County was like, listen, man, uh, <laughs> we know you're really excited about Bigfoot. It regardless. Regardless of whether, you know, they're like, regardless of whether it exists or doesn't exist, because this video just came out and there was a lot of controversy about it. And they were like, regardless of whether this thing exists, you can't, we're going to find you. If you go out and try to hunt Bigfoot, we're going to find you because they had so many people just going out to the woods and just shooting into the, you know, and there's people who live here, you know, there's people out hiking. There's, uh, you can't just go out and start shooting things in the woods. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so there's something that was said here that I actually, I do agree with about whether or not it was fake. 
uh, it was Daniel Perez uh, who wrote, if the film is in fact a fake, uh, and I did this uh, while you were talking, I just, and that's how I, I was like, wow, look at the titties on that, that Bigfoot. And then I just kind of kept reading, um, which by the way, wow, beautiful. Uh, <laughs> seriously, wonderful titties. I love those. And, and uh, she's tall. Yeah. My type. Um, tall, hairy with big titties. I am, <laughs> I am there. Uh, so Daniel Perez said, uh, if the film is in fact a fake, a costume man or a machine, surely science could duplicate the film with ease. And this was, uh, it, this was, it's 50 years as of 2017, but he said this, uh, 25 years before, uh, 2017, uh, 25 years later, no one has come close. It has never been convincingly replicated to any thinking person that should speak volumes. And, and not that part, but just the fact that like, yeah, we are at a point where I think we are at the height of costuming ability. Uh, and I, I don't think like, to your point, uh, the, the realism of it has never been duplicated. And the, again, it, it's, you know, it's the giant squid, you know, we, people saw them wash up on beaches, you know, and they were yeah. all degraded. So they didn't really, they were like, what the fuck is this? You know? And, and then they came, they had better ones that wash up on beaches and, and people, there have been a lot of sightings and I'm not going to say I've seen, cause I'll say for my personal experience, I have not seen a Bigfoot. Okay. But I have, Neither. I have been one of the things that they say that big big feet sasquatch (laughs) one of the things that they say that they do is they communicate by clicking rocks together so they'll pick up two big rocks and they'll click them together and so when i was on my bigfoot expedition um or one of them rather you know we would listen for that and uh apparently according to this guy i mean he was very old and you know not great about uh gender stuff so he was like well it'll be good because bigfoot are attracted to women (laughs) Uh. <laughs> yeah, he's old, man. Um, so Bigfoot, Bigfoot are attracted to. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of old art of Bigfoot carrying women away. Racism. Yeah, yeah. So I. I do think that there are flavors of that for sure. Uh, it, it's definitely around. Um, but I, I will say that, uh, there, and I, I do want to, when we close out the podcast, I, I do think that, you know, by not mentioning, like, uh, Bigfoot is not a recent occurrence. Um, by downplaying uh, you know, by treating it as like a kind of a recent kind of quirky thing or like a thing that happens, you know, when white people came here is really downplaying uh, native traditions and lore around these sort of things. Uh, they've been around for a long time. So, yeah, white people just made it weird. You know, we do that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, some of us are sorry. <laughs> She she's hot. She's she's hot. Why do you think she she has to stay inside? She's gonna get too many DMs. I mean, uh, she's you know. <laughs> Disrespectful. No, I mean, too far, too far. She should be able to walk around naked without being sexualized by us. <laughs> 
but yeah, it is a point of contention in the, in the realm of the reality of that law. And so it's, yeah, they haven't really replicated it. It's been done. And I think now you could probably do it with CGI. And, right. You'd have to replicate it with the tools they had at the time. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like this is the ADD podcast because I want to go back to the part about the my my trip, right? So like they communicate by clanging rocks together. But I mean, he also believes that they prefer women. So like the <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, but I also, you know, the, you know, he uh, the, the there's a lot of research I've done as well that, that indicates it, that this is a thing, the rocks, and a lot of people have heard this. And so yeah, exactly, exactly. It's it's co- it's a common thing done by like apes and stuff like that, and monkeys they like bang things together as a way to communicate. And so I will say, there was a moment where I was on the beach, um, and there was a I I clacked some rocks together and got a response from that, and that was very cool. Yeah, just like I cl- clacked some rocks together. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and then he comes up and he's like, "Oh man, this, this is so weird cuz like you you smell like a bitch, but you don't look like one." Um just sprinkling my jokes into the podcast. I got to do it. <laughs> but yeah, so uh the 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 clacking of the rocks is something that I've heard. Um, I've <laughs> I've done the thing where we've shouted into the woods to because uh, there's uh, on the way there we listen to the CD and I think you should get the CD if you can still find it if it's still in print. It's um, who's the guy who played Riker on uh, Next Generation? Jonathan Frakes, he narrates, it's the CD where, uh, Jonathan Frakes narrates and he just narrates very dramatically these, uh, Bigfoot, uh, accounts of Bigfoot sightings. And then in between, uh, in between the sightings are, you know, according to the CD, actual recordings of Bigfoot, uh, sounds. And <laughs> I can do an impression if you want. <laughs> Uh, so, so they sound kind of like this. Ah! 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 I can't tell you, there were different sounds that people think are for different, that mean different things. I don't remember those specifically. Like I said, I'm an amateur researcher. Uh, but they, those were, so we listened to that on the way just to get a a sense of what, um, maybe they sounded like, (laughs) 
it's just about time because the thing is, is that there are people who've been doing this for years and years and years and they go out and they never see the, the goal is to, um, you know, some people leave gifts for Bigfoot in the, in the woods and, um, try to, because my belief is that if Sasquatch is as smart as I think they are, they're going to avoid humans real hard. (laughs) They're like, we saw what you did. Especially white people, and white people make up a, like a large group of the, the, and and the Bigfoot Sasquatch community. <laughs> I, I don't know many black people who even trust camping. Frankly, um, especially, it's really it's it's hard to even be a birder, and and this is the thing that I think about too is that there are birders, for example, who spend their whole lives looking for one kind of rare bird and sometimes die never having seen it or even heard it. And there are animals, for example, like there are specific wild cats that people are people say if you see one, it's a once in a lifetime event because they are so good at camouflage and they are so good at moving through and avoiding people um i was out camping one time and there was a i i was like singing to the ocean in because this is fun and i was sitting on a log and like i thought i heard something but there was nothing there and then the next day i went and exactly where i was sitting there was a a bunch of fucking like cougar prints all behind me on the beach, like right there. And so that was terrifying. Um, <laughs> I was like, it was really close to me. It was right behind me. It was like three feet behind me. Or realizes that I, we, I was camping with a friend. So if you're ever camping, if you ever see a large wild cat, if it lets you see it, you pack up your campsite immediately and you leave yep i'm telling this i'm saying this because i went to alaska recently and my friend (laughs) who's from alaska and is also a native person was like please don't be one of those white people that gets eaten by a bear i agree i i don't want you to be one of those but i'll say this it was very the place we were camping it was just it was salmon season all the salmon were coming back in so the bears were very full um, they were very, they were not hungry and we actually left a radio playing all night. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing is, if, especially if you know someone who's a hunter or who frequents the woods, the thing that is the biggest protection for you is just how noisy you are immediately as a yep. human. Walking yep. through most trails and through most forests, you are very noisy. Yeah. And you're never, and you never go by yourself and, yep. um, um, yeah, you don't leave food. You know, we ate in the car. <laughs> you're not a ranger. <laughs> We ate in the car, man. <laughs> we like hiked out of the campsite, ate in the car, and came back. Smart, very smart. <laughs> okay, so I'm looking but, at how much time we've spent on this. Yeah, uh, we are getting close to having to wrap. Um, okay, I do want to read this essay. That's what I want to hear. So this is an essay uh, by Gail High Pine, and um, she uh, she is from the uh, Kootenai tribe and yeah, I was gonna ask if she was if she was indigenous yeah she's an indigenous she's from the kootenai tribe 
uh, in the Southeast British Columbia. So she's, so this is, this essay is actually within the book. It's called Sasquatch Legend Meets Science by Jeff Meldrum. Um, so he's a much more science-based person and mm-hmm. it was included in this book. Um, but she also uh, has her own compilation of, she went around to all these areas and, and compiled, uh, Sasquatch stories. Okay. Um, from different reservations and it's called Traditional Attitudes Towards Bigfoot and Many North American Cultures. So it's, it's a really, it's a really great book because it's, it's, um, like Jeff Meldrum, he says it fills a noticeable void in the anthropological literature, namely a cross tribal summary of Native American knowledge and beliefs from mm-hmm. the perspective of a Native American. Okay. So this is the essay in full from Gail Highpine. Here in the Northwest and West of the Rockies generally, Indian people regard Bigfoot with great respect. He is seen as a special kind of being because of his obvious close relationship with humans. Some elders regard him as a standing, as standing on the, quote, border, unquote, between animal-style consciousness and human-style consciousness, which gives him a special kind of power. It is not Bigfoot's, Bigfoot's relationship to humans makes him, quote, superior, unquote, to other animals. In Indian culture, unlike Western culture, animals are not regarded as, quote, inferior to humans, but rather as, quote, elder brothers and teachers, unquote, mm-hmm. of humans. But tribal cultures everywhere are based on relationship and kinship. The closer the kinship, the stronger the bond. Many Indian elders of the Northwest refuse to eat bear meat because of the bear's similarity to humans, and Bigfoot is obviously much more similar to humans than is the bear. As being that blends the natural knowledge of animals with something of the distinctive type of consciousness called intelligence that humans have, Bigfoot is regarded as a special type of being. But special being as he is, I have never heard anyone from a Northwestern tribe suggest that Bigfoot is anything other than a physical being, living in the same physical dimension as humans and other animals. He eats, he sleeps, he poops, and he cares for (laughs) his family members. However, among many Indians elsewhere in North America, as widely separated as the Hopi, the Sioux, and the Iroquois, and the Northern Athabascan, Bigfoot is seen more of a sort of supernatural or spirit being, whose appearance to humans is always meant to convey some kind of message. The Lakota, or Western Sioux, called Bigfoot... Okay, I'm going to try really hard. I'm really sorry. Chayara Tenka in Dakota, or Eastern Sioux. Chaya means elder brother, and Tanka means great or big. In English, though, the Sioux call him the big man. In his book, In the Spirit of Crazy Horse, a nonfiction account of the dramatized events of the excellent recent movie Thunderheart, author Peter Matheson records recorded some comments about Bigfoot made by traditional Sioux people and some members of other Indian nations. Joe Flying By, a hug Papa Lakota, told Matheson, I think the big man is a kind of husband of Unkasa, the earth, who is wise in the way of anything with its own natural wisdom. Sometimes we say that this one is a kind of reptile from the ancient times who can take a big hairy form. I also think he can change into a coyote. Some of the people who saw him did not respect what they were seeing, and they are already gone. Hmm. There is your big man standing there, ever waiting, ever present, like the coming of a new day. Uglala Lakota medicine man Pete Catches told Matheson, he is both spirit and real being, but he can also glide through the forest like a moose with big antlers and through the trees as though the trees weren't there. I know him as my brother. I want him to touch me. Just a touch, a blessing, something I could bring home to my sons and grandchildren, that I was there, that I approached him, and he touched me. Ray Owen, a son of a Dakota spiritual leader from the Prairie Island Reservation in Minnesota, told a reporter from the Red Wing, Republican Eagle, they exist in another dimension from us. 
but can appear in this dimension whenever they have a reason to. See, it's like there are many levels, many dimensions. When our time in this one is finished, we move on from to the next, but the big man can go in between. The big man comes from God. He's our big brother, kind of looks out for us. Two years ago, we were going downhill, really self-destructive. We needed a sign to put us back on that track, and that's why the big man appeared. Ralph Greywolf, Greywolf, a visiting Athabascan Indian from Alaska, told the reporter, in our way of beliefs, they make appearances at troubled times to help troubled Indian communities get more in tune with Mother Earth. Bigfoot brings signs or messages that is needed to change and need to cleanse. This is from a Minnesota article, Giant Footprint Signals, A Time to Seek Change, July 23rd, 1988. Matheson reported similar views among the Turtle Mountain of Ojibwe in North Dakota that Bigfoot, whom they call Rugaru, appeared in symptoms of danger or psychic disruption of the community. When I read this, I wonder, I wondered if it contradicted my hypothesis, uh, my hypothesis that the Ojibwe's had identified Bigfoot with the Wendigo, sinister cannibal giant of their legends. I had surmised that because I had never heard of any other names for or references to Bigfoot in Ojibwe culture, even though there must have been sightings in the woodlands and around the Great Lakes. And indeed, sightings in that region have been reported by non-Indians. But the Turtle Mountain Band is one of the few Ojibwe bands to have moved much further west than most of their nation. And the Raguru is not a native Ojibwe word, nor does it come from the languages of neighboring Indian peoples. However, it has a striking sound similarity similarity to the French word for werewolf, Lugu. I hate French. <laughs> Lugaru or uh, okay, Lugaru. Lugaru. Yeah, and there is quite a bit of French influence among the turtle Ojibwe. French Canadian trappers and missionaries were the first whites that they dealt with extensively, and many tribal members today bear French surnames. So it doesn't seem far fetched that the Turtle Mountain Ojibwe picked up their French name for the hairy human-like being, while at the same time taking on their neighbor's positive, re- reverent attitude towards Bigfoot. After all, the Plains Cree, even though they retain a memory of their eastern cousins' tradition of the wi- the white ago as the Wendigo is called in Cree, have similarly have seemed similarly to take on the Western tribe's view of Bigfoot as they move west. The Hopi elders say that the increase of, increasing appearances of Bigfoot are not only a message or warning to the individuals or community to whom he appears, but to humankind at large. As Matheson puts it, they see Bigfoot as a messenger who appears in evil times as a warning from the creator that man's disrespect for his sacred instructions has upset the harmony and balance of existence. To the Hopi, the big hairy man is just one of the forms that the messenger can take. The Iroquois, Six Nations Confederacy of the Northeast, although they live in close proximity to the Eastern Algonquin tribes with their Wendigo legends, view Bigfoot much in the same way as the Hopi do, as a messenger from the Creator trying to warn humans to change their ways or face disaster. However, mentioned among Iroquois much more often than Bigfoot are the little people who are said to inhabit the Adirondack Mountains. I never heard any firsthand stories among Iroquois about uh, about encounters with these little people. For that matter, I've never heard firsthand stories in that region about Bigfoot either. But the Iroquois passed on stories about hunters who occasionally saw small human-like beings in their Adirondacks, which are not at all far from the Catskills, where Rip Van Winkle was alleged to have met some little bowlers and slept for 100 years. 
Some present-day Iroquois assert that the little people are still there, just not seen as often because the Iroquois don't spend as much time hunting up in the mountains as they used to. Many Iroquois seem to regard both Bigfoot and these little people as spiritual or interdimensional beings who can enter or leave our physical dimension as they please and choose to whom they present themselves always for a reason. Throughout Native Throughout Native North America, Bigfoot is seen as a kind of brother to humans. Even among those Eastern Algonquin tribes to whom Bigfoot represents the incarnation of the Wendigo, the human who is transformed into a cannibalistic monster by tasting flesh in time of starvation, his fearsomeness comes from his very closeness to humans. The Wendigo is the embodiment of the hidden, terrifying temptation within them to turn to eating other humans when no food is to be had. He was still their elder brother, but a brother who represented the human potential they feared. As such, the Wendigo's appearance was sort of a constant warning to them, a reminder that the community whose members turn to eating each other is doomed much more surely than a community that simply has no food. So the figure of the Wendigo is not so far removed from the figure of the messenger coming to warn humankind of the impending disaster if it doesn't cease its destruction of nature. The existence of Bigfoot is taken for granted throughout Native North America, and so are his powerful psychic abilities. I can't count the number of times I have heard elder Indian people say that Bigfoot knows when humans are searching for him and that he chooses when and to whom to make appearance, and that his psychic powers account for his ability to elude the white man's efforts to capture him or hunt him down. In Indian culture, the entire natural world, the animal animals, the plants, the rivers, the stars is seen as family. And Bigfoot is seen as one of our close relatives, the great elder brother. Awesome. All right. So we are overtime. Uh, v, how can people find you unless you're trying to be like Sasquatch and you don't want to be found? Well, I, I you can find me. Uh, you can find me at uh, V Chatty. That's V-E-E-C-H-A-T-T-I-E on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can also uh, go find the podcast. You can like us on iTunes. You can give us a review on iTunes. That would be really awesome. Super dope. Five stars. Or, yeah, give us five stars. Uh, if you hate us, uh, give us one star. I don't care. I mean, no, give us five it. stars. Don't give us anything at all. Fuck that shit. If you hate us, then- all right, fine. We'll put it out to the universe. Yeah, five stars, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> Either you love um, us, or you don't fucking know us. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, go on there. Give us a review. Uh, tell us what you think. Um, always feel free to hit me up on Instagram or Twitter. Hit us up at FrowntownPod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, the Twitter is a bit more active, I have to say. Um, and Jay, <laughs> if people want to find you, um, do you want to, do you want to be found? I guess like that's what we're doing now. I, I am, uh, I guess a modern day Sasquatch where you have to go search on Twitter for me. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm hiding in the forest of Twitter. No, um, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram, uh, at adjective underscore J, uh, on both. And first of all, V, I, I want to say, you know, obviously thank you. This has been, uh, enlightening for me. There are a lot of things I just learned from this podcast, just, uh, from recording it. And I hope that other people as they listen to this learn things as well. Uh, I know that this is a wild time and a crazy time, but something that stood out to me about what we just read in the essay is that, uh, the appearance of Bigfoot is like a reminder for mankind not to eat itself. Yeah. Uh, and I, I feel like that's a really good message for everyone, especially considering the day that this is going to drop. Yeah. I, I liked the, I liked the quote about, you know, having, having to eating each other is worse than having no food at all. That's very true. So, and I feel like let's leave it on that. Yeah. Let's leave it on that. And hopefully we will be here next week. Ooh, <laughs> we'll be buddy. here. Ooh, buddy. <laughs> 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 but thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.